Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Alright guys, welcome back for another episode. Uh, In today's episode, there's a lot to get to. Obviously, the NFL season kicks off tonight. At least I'm filming this Thursday. uh, Recording, filming, I always say the same thing. Recording this Thursday night. You guys, most of you are probably listening Friday which means the Bears-Packers game has passed, but the NFL season will be kicking off. But in today's episode, we will not be previewing that game. And if I do a podcast tomorrow, maybe we'll review that game. But for today's episode, I'm going to be discussing the Ezekiel Elliott contract extension. That's the big one. I also want to start off today's episode with a little bit of that Jared Goff uh, contract extension, my thoughts on that. Then the hot ticket right now, Antonio Brown, the hot topic. This man, he's something else. I I just, oh, wow, wow. You thought the helmet issue was a lot? Well, we're going to dive into everything that has happened with him, and then we're going to wrap up today's episode with the little Red Sox. It's been been about a week since we've talked about the Red Sox, maybe a little over that, and I feel like I've just done so much football lately, and there's not much basketball to talk. There's no hockey to talk. Forget that. So, and then you you do have college football. I mean, I'll mostly talk about college football when – it's college football playoffs. I'm not a big college football guy. I watch the games. I know, you know, some of the bigger uh, prospects. I do, you know, watch some of the prospects. But overall, more of a college basketball guy, I'd say. I don't know. Not really big into the college sports anyway. But this off, uh, that's besides the topic. We're mixing things up. Not all football today, but mostly football. So first, we're going to start with the Jared Goff extension. So let's get to that. Okay, so two days ago, same day as Zeke, the Rams signing Jared Goff to a four-year, $134 million extension that was reported by Adam Schefter. Uh, The deal included an NFL record $110 million guaranteed, and he will be with the team until 2024, which means, assuming he doesn't get traded, that monster contract doesn't get traded, Jared Goff will be a, wow, will be a quarterback the quarterback for the Rams. He's locked up on a deal the year I graduate from high school, which is just crazy. So, you know, he's got a long way, long way to go, and that's a lot of guaranteed money as well. You ask me how I feel about this deal, super overpaid. He's a system quarterback. Now, don't get me wrong. You're saying, Aiden, there's a debate for either side. I do. I do think if you wanted to debate me one day, maybe, you know, call in on the Anchor Mobile app and we can debate whether or not Jared Goff's system quarterback, I think he is. And I have I have evidence. I back up. And listen, we'll never know for sure. You know, system quarterbacks are just an assumption where we can use stats to back up our take. But with that all being said, that is my take. I think he's a system quarterback. Now, don't get me wrong. In the system, he's an over-average I'd say a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. He made the Pro Bowl last year. He is young. I think he could get better. But to me, he's a he's a system guy. And system guy or not, he's not even a top 10 quarterback right now. And he's getting, you know, four years, 134 mil, $110 million guaranteed. Now, I know that's how the market's going up. Yes, we got guys like Matt Stafford get paying, getting paid a ton. And Kirk Cousins, I think we can all agree system quarterback or not, Jared Goff is better than those guys. It's just how the market is going. And, yes, I understand Jared Goff is a young guy. And system quarterback or not, he's playing well and he's on the rise. But at the same time, no, way too much money. Just guys like him, Dak Prescott, who 
you know, or, you know, young guys who are, you know, a little, you know, they're over average, but not worth this type of money. That's the problem with the NFL because Jared Goff gets paid this amount. Oh, so name a quarterback. I can't think of one that's a decent age with a contract kind of, you know, about to get, uh, you know, he's about to get a new deal. You know, he's only got one or two years left on his deal. Uh, let's just think of someone. Uh, well, Russell Wilson just signed a deal. I don't know. All of these quarterbacks now. Patrick Mahomes. No, not even Patrick Mahomes. Someone around Jared Goff's. I want to say Baker Mayfield, but I feel like he could be. Uh, it, ooh, um, Baker Mayfield. That'll, here's what we'll do. Just for an example. Sorry for all that thinking, but all right. Baker Mayfield sits there and says, Jared Goff got four years, 134 mil. In, you know, two years, Baker Mayfield is probably going to be even better. Baker Mayfield's going to be like, that's not good. Well, let's say Baker Mayfield's entering a, you know, contract extension right now. He's just like, he, this man got 134 mil over four years. Well, Cleveland, you know, I think I deserve more than that. I want a four-year deal with 144. Four million dollars and 115 mil guaranteed, and then Patrick Mahomes, maybe he's the next guy. He's entering extension. Well, whoa, Baker Mayfield got that money. Well, I'm much better than Baker Mayfield. I deserve 157 mil for a hundred, and I want 125 mil of that guaranteed. And it's just going to keep going up. And then one guy wants to stop the other. They don't necessarily have to be better. Okay. They don't even have to be better. Like, is Jared Goff the best quarterback in the league? No. But if you're on the younger side, you don't even you can be in your 30s and still get this type of deal. You can be 31, 32 and get this type of deal. As long as you're not Tom Brady or Drew Brees' age, you can get this type of ring, maybe even Aaron Rodgers or Matt Ryan, you can get this type of deal. Phillip Rivers, another one right there. But it just depends. Like, if you're at least a decent age, and you might not be better than the highest paid guy, but you can still, it's just going to keep going up and up. That's why the NFL is at is going to have an issue because it's only a matter of time before a guy reaches the $200 million mark. It's only a matter of time. And I know, you know, it's only really with quarterback. Like, look, Zeke just got paid six years, $90 million. You know, running back, he's one of the best running backs in the league. He's now the highest paid. The running back position isn't exactly close to hitting under mil. It's the quarterback position. But nonetheless, they aren't too, too far behind. That's where the NFL is at a problem. You know, we're just at this point where, yes, owners are rich, but how rich? How rich are they to pay these guys this much money? And, yes, I know there's an inflation coming in the, w- uh, in the way, but I just think this is just ridiculous, and the NFL has a problem that they need to fix. I like that, you know, the guaranteed, non-guaranteed money, because if injuries happen, I know, like, Kirk Cousins got all his money guaranteed, but that's a choice the Vikings made. I mean, it's up to you there, but that's just a problem. As much as I like and don't, you know, as much as I like the non-guaranteed money, because in case of injury, they have a problem on their hands where this guy wants to chop this guy. And this one, you know, it's just an issue. It, it's one that does not really happen in the NBA because there aren't a lot of guys that are worth what LeBron James is worth. There's Steph Curry. In the, N- and in the NFL, like, there are so many players. You know, that you know when you rank NBA players? 
How much? What's easier, ranking NBA players or NFL players? NBA players all day. There are so many NFL players, so many different positions. NBA, it's all kind of similar. That's why the NBA will never run into that issue. At least not until we have t- 10 guys running out there at a time and 25 men running. Just kidding. But no, this is the NFL. It's a problem, and that's why they could get shut down this year. This is one of those problems is the money's just going to keep topping, topping, topping. Before you know it, owners... I mean, I, you know, if I'm an owner, I'm kind of sitting here saying, I know uh, John Ursay, owner of the Colts, got offered $3.2 billion. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be an owner. If you want to be an owner, that's fine. But I'm just saying be prepared. You're going to have to spend a lot more money because the money's just all on the rise. And it's just, it's scary. It really is. And it, it could, I don't want to say run the NFL out of business, but it could lead to some lockouts. And that is not a joke either. And they've, uh, the NFL Players Association has told the players, be prepared to possibly not play, not this season, but next season. And I feel like no one's taking note of that, that the possibility that there may not be NFL football next year. So take advantage of it this year. And I hope they can fix this problem. I don't know how I have not brainstormed solutions, but it is a problem and it's more than people are talking about. So that's my take on the Jared Goff signing so, uh, extension. So now I'm going to get in my thoughts on the Ezekiel Elliott extension. So let's get to that. Okay, so say Jared Goff. Ezekiel Elliott signs a six-year, $90 million contract extension. Now, I traded him for him in fantasy over the weekend. My team, the one that I told you guys about, I traded um, Melvin Gordon, and a, who I took in the 10th round, and a third-round pick, which is it's a 15, uh, it's a 10-man league, 15 roster spots, um, and you get two keeper spots. So essentially a third round pick is kind of the value of a fifth round talent for a 13th round pick, which is going to be the last round of the draft next year in Ezekiel Elliott. And so far that trade has paid off. And a lot of people in my league think my team is too dominant. I'll just run down my bench for you. The, the st- Here, I'll just run down my fantasy team. Tell me if this is unfair. My starters, Matt Ryan, Juju Smith-Schuster, here, my, my quarterbacks are Matt Ryan and Sam Darnold. My wide receivers are Judas Schuster, Adam Thielen, Kenny Galladay, Mike Williams. My running backs are Zeke, David Johnson, um, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, and uh, James White. And then my tight ends are Eric Ebron and Kyle Rudolph, trying to upgrade there. And then, yeah, the Rat and Kicker, Adam Vinatieri, defense chargers defense let's run down that for you quickly but anyway the to the zeke extension uh this was obviously just the whole talk in dallas over the whole offseason yes you know they pay jalen smith and yes they they're talking about we got to sign amari cooper at some point but they were never really highly discussed that and then yeah they talked about dak dak was one like he wants 40 million dollars we talked about how that was absurd for the most part their news is it's just centered around a guy who wasn't even with the team in Ezekiel Elliott. Now, I thought if Zeke didn't play, it would have been a great chance to figure out Dak Prescott's true value. I think when you see a quarterback like Dak Prescott, where he's kind of in the middle, average, we have a lot of questions about his game, how high is his ceiling, what type of year will he have, we could have seen a lot where we give him, yes, we'll give you Amari Cooper, we'll give you this elite receiver and maybe some nice ones around him. And we'll give you this good O-line when healthy. But you've always been a, him and Zeke. Remember, Zeke was the fourth pick in the overall pick in the draft. The same year they picked Dak in the fourth round. Ever since that rookie season, Dak Prescott and Zeke have been good players. I mean, Zeke has probably been the better player. But 
he's constantly had Zeke by his side. Yes, Zeke has got suspended at times. Yes, this, yes, that. But I think Dak Prescott now has Amari Cooper. So I want to investigate what his numbers were without Zeke being suspended and whatnot. But I think this would be the real chance to find Dak Prescott's true value. You know what? It's a contract year. You want a contract? Prove it to me. You are no longer in a run-heavy offense, run-first offense. When the game, when your attack relies on the run game, you'll never figure out the true value of your quarterback because you're not relying on his arm. Now, yes, he's going to throw some pass attempts, and yes, he'll still play a decent, significant role in the game, but that's beside the point. Zeke is, you know, the offense is run through Zeke. You know, they run the ball. I mean, I saw the stat two years ago. 49.9% of the time they ran the ball. And I'm sure that number's gone down a little just because it's more and more of a passer's league. But they are a run-heavy offense. They run their offense through quarterback. And some, I mean, they're running back. And some other offenses do that. Like, you know, the Giants and Saquon Barkley. Other offenses do that. I don't think you can win a Super Bowl that way. But that's up to them for them to decide. But now you find a true value. You, you know what? He's had years to develop. He's had time to play without Zeke now. Now you give him an elite receiver in Amari Cooper. See what he can do. He wants the he wants that contract. I don't care what he does. He's not getting 40 mil. I highly doubt it. But let's see what his real value is here without Zeke. Obviously, you don't want to, you know, he's going to end up playing with Zeke uh, if you keep him for the next, you know, eight years in Dallas. Uh, so far, he doesn't get traded. But I think he would have found Dak Prescott's real value, but we don't. Instead, Dak uh, Zeke signs a six-year, $90 million deal. That is $15 million a year. That is insane. Uh, and as much as, you know, some of these quarterback contracts, this doesn't look like anything compared to some of these quarterbacks' contracts. But for a running back, this is this is a ton of money. And Zeke, I'm actually somewhat, I wouldn't say proud of Zeke, but I'm impressed. Because Zeke went, Zeke had no leverage in this situation. Let me run it down. He had an owner. This is just side notes. He had an owner, Jerry Jones, who has been here. He's one of the best owners of all time. I mean, this man has been here for years. He knows what to do. He knows the ins. He knows the outs. He knows the what's. and He knows the do's and do nots, if you know what I mean. So that, the do's and don'ts, not the do nots, whatever. Moving on. But, you know, not only that, like, Melvin Gordon's holding out. one year left on the deal. deal. So if Melvin Gordon holds out, yes, he'll face fines and whatnot. But he'll become a free agent after this season. So for the Chargers, they can't just, well, they basically either have to sign him to a contract now or risk not playing him and losing him in free agency. In Zeke's situation, he had two years left on his deal. And that doesn't mean, well, you'd have to hold out for two years to become a free agent. If he held out for the next four years and then he finally came back, he'd still have two years left on his deal. If he sits out, it doesn't count as a year against his contract. There's something weird about it. I'm not sure. I am not a contract expert. I know enough, obviously, but I don't know that much of detail. But he had two years left on his deal. So for Zeke, I mean, I understand why Zeke wanted a big deal because NFLs, all you always want to be secure. You look at Isaiah Thomas. I know this is a different sport, but you got my point here. This was a guy who had one year left on his deal for basically the minimum and was set up for a max contract. He got banged up, had one bad year, and all of a sudden, he was fighting for a minute, one-year minimum dollar deal. And I'm not saying that's going to happen to a guy like Zeke. And I'm not saying it's going to happen to everyone, but any athlete knows one day they can be at the top and the next day they can get hurt and they're just some bench player. And 
there goes tons of money down the drain. So when you have the chance at the big contract, you want it. You want to get it right away in case something happens because you never know. No matter how durable you think you are, no matter how good you think you are, it does not matter. Even if you've came back from an injury before, you just don't know and you want to be secure as an athlete. So I don't blame Zeke for wanting to hold out. Even though he had two years left on his deal, some people call it pathetic. But Zeke felt like, you know what, I want my money now. And he stood up for what he wanted and he got it in a situation where he had no leverage whatsoever. That's why he tried feeling offended by Jerry Jones. He tried to gain as much leverage as he could because he knew he didn't have any. He knew he had no leverage and he tried to get some. There's no, I think Zeke, I don't really think any, I wouldn't say any, but, but I don't know running back for $15 million, but considering the market, Zeke, I'd say Zeke's the second best running back in the league behind Saquon. I think after one year, just like Patrick Mahomes basically after one year, has proved he's the best quarterback, uh, running back in the league, uh, Saquon has. I think he has. But Zeke, he's still one of the premier backs in the league. I just think he needs to do more out of the backfield, catching the ball to really prove best running back in the league for me. But second best, I think this guy, he, he's a beast. I think he uh, stood up for what he wanted for. And that's my uh, take on the uh, Zeke Elliott contract extension. So now we are going to talk about everyone's favorite, Antonio Brown. It's just absolutely crazy where Antonio Brown is at this moment. Antonio Brown started off basically for you, those NBA fans trying to learn a little bit of NFL. He's basically the Jimmy Butler of the NFL. This guy, he grew up in Miami. I mean, he was basically abandoned from his home for years, and he basically had no future whatsoever. I mean, he was failing school at 16. At 16 years old, he was homeless. He was failing school. I mean, he he crash at his friend's house or sleep in his car or, or rent a cheap hotel motel room if he had the money. He was a multi-sport athlete, played track, played some football as well, and actually started out as a quarterback. And the fact that he got where he is today is crazy. And he's just a different breed of an underdog, really. I mean, this is, could be one of the greatest underdog stories in today's NFL. And I think in a way it is. But considering what Antonio Brown is now, it's just not. It's an inspiration to very few. And if Antonio Brown was that humble player that everyone respected, or at least he gained had somewhat respect, and only had you know maybe an incident or two, he'd be an inspiration to so many. And he was at first. You know when he came into Pittsburgh and was a special teams guy, and he scores his first touchdown. And then the second year he just breaks out. He was an inspiration then, and he was a loved player. Now not anymore. I mean, I you can't find anyone who likes Antonio Brown. It's so hard. And we saw it, how much of a diva this guy is. That one of the best, most best talents in the league, not even best receivers, one of the best, not the best wide receiver, one of them. One of the best talents in the league was only worth a third and a fifth round pick from the desperate Oakland Raiders. The desperate Oakland Raiders only gave up a third and a fifth. That is how much of a diva this guy is. This guy, talent-wise, is probably worth a first and more, easily. But he's such a diva, a third and a fifth, to the Oakland Raiders. That just shows that he just he does not have that humble trait. He just doesn't have any of it. The world revolves around Antonio Brown. I mean, we heard what happened in Pittsburgh. We saw what happened in Pittsburgh. This guy threw temper tantrums. This guy was in constant feud with quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. And then he finally got traded out of Pittsburgh to Oakland. And since he's been in Oakland, he's caused even more problems. 
he comes to Oakland, then he's got the foot problem, which wasn't exactly his fault, but frostbite on his foot, and then all of a sudden, he starts holding out because of a helmet, he couldn't wear a helmet that he liked, so he decides, you know what, if you don't give me a helmet, I'll retire. And that was obviously just a threat because then he decides, you know, I'll play with the retire. Uh, I'll play with the helmet. And then people were just talking about how this guy was ridiculous. I mean, people were starting to really get fed up with this dude. I mean, people were really starting. Ever since 2015, 2016, we really saw how much of a diva this guy was starting to turn into. The money, the fame got to him. And now all of a sudden, he literally... So he gets a fine. I mean, not even, the Raiders didn't even find him. The Raiders just said, we could find you for missing these mandatory meetings and camps. And then he posted on his Instagram, I think it was, or his Twitter. I'm not really sure. And he just says, wow, I can't believe this. My own team's against me. So then at practice today, he goes up to Mike Mayock, threatens to slap him. And he also threatens to, well, he didn't threaten to do this. Let me restate that. He goes to practice today, goes up to Mike Mayock, the GM of the Oakland Raiders, the one that traded for him, his boss, and threatens to smack him for just saying there could be a possible fine in place. Not saying we will fine you. There's just a possible fine in place for the fact that you didn't show up to some mandatory camps, some mandatory meetings, and Antonio Brown goes up to him and threatens to smack this man and then punts a ball and says, what are you going to find me for that too? What a diva. What an absolute diva. Oh my God. Wow. Isn't that a good... Like, I was sitting uh, in algebra, cl- algebra class and we were just like getting in the room and whatnot. And then my friend, he's in my fantasy football league, Seabats, in case he's listening, he looks on his watch and he's just like, Antonio Brown threatened to smack his GM. And obviously I didn't see the news uh, because, you know, we were in the middle of school. I wasn't really, you know, I, as much as I'd love to check it, I just, you know, busy with schoolwork and whatnot. Obviously we're just getting to the class. You guys don't care, but we were just like, what? And I was just like sitting there dying, laughing. Like, we all were because, that whole class is basically full of my friends because we're all pretty smart. So we got into the class and we're just all sitting there dying because we're all like football fans, at least to an extent, some of them are. And they, we're just like, wow, we can't believe this guy. This guy is such a diva. And Thomas from the tip off was just like, oh, this guy, this guy's my favorite player. Like, obviously joking, but, like, this guy this guy is something else. Who does that? Who walks up to their boss who just says, listen, you know, just like any other player, you know, there is a possible fine in place. I'm not saying I will fine you, but you did miss this mandatory camp. You know, you got a lot of money, so you might you know, just maybe a little fine. Not saying I will, but just maybe. And you go up to threaten to smack him, not to mention you just got on the team. Now, I did hear this theory. Antonio Brown could have CTE. And this is not my theory. Not my theory at all. I'm not saying I agree or disagree with this. Um, and it was just a theory that the, he suffers from CTE. And this is something where people basically, I mean, you look at some of the stuff he's done. I mean, he made like, uh, look at just the list of stuff he's done. He's only heard one incident before 2017. In 2014, on my birthday. Wow. My birthday is actually... September 7th, September 7th, 2014, kicks Spencer Lanning in the face during a punt return. That, I remember that. I remember that game. He did that. He had actually had a good return. They 
kicked him in the face. Now, I don't think that's when CTE started to happen because that was one incident where I felt like he somewhat did it on purpose. That was in 2014. We don't see really any incidents up until 2017. But then um, Facebook live streaming locker room only speech given by Mike Tomlin. Tosses Cooler on the sideline against the Ravens because Ben didn't target him. Uh, shows up the training camp in a helicopter. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm not crying. I'm just laughing so hard. Um, this is just ridiculous. I mean, just read some of the stuff he said. <sighs> Appeared over four hours late to an event at Children's Hospital without any explanation as to why he was so late. Makes... <sighs> Wow. I mean, just reading some of the stuff that he's done, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, there he either he maybe it's a mental thing, like there's something wrong with him, but it could be CTE. We've seen football players, and it's a problem. Like, part of the reason I play football, not not only, I mean, I'm like, you know, who's not gonna flag football, but I'm actually pretty good, like backyard football. I like that, but I mostly, you know, I play other sports and all, but Man, that's just one of the reasons. Like, it's just such a, especially in your head, like, just all the concussions and, oh, CTE. I think it could be. And just reading some of those, just stuff that he said. I want you, if you're, you know, if you really want to, go look up a list of Antonio Brown's incidents that he's had in the past. And you just feel like, like, the one that really gets me showed up to training camp in a helicopter. Like, that. that is just like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> look at this one like 2018 clocked over 100 miles per hour in McKnight Road a road not even the highway the highway would be bad enough clocked over 100 miles per hour on McKnight Road 55 miles per hour over the smoking speed limit he told, told, he told the police that he was late for a team meeting um, then I mean you saw the one where he, he names himself Mr. Big Chester and he posts workout Instagram live video, and then uh, go got butthurt that Juju was named 2018 Steelers MVP, posting on Instagram. Boy fumbled the whole postseason in the biggest game of the year. Oh my god. And he entered Raider training camp in a hot air balloon. Uh, and then, where's the one? I'm sorry. I You know... You guys are probably just like, I want to hear you now. This is just so funny. Uh, dyed his mustache a hideous blonde. He looked like a walrus. I'm sorry. I'm sick of just pausing and just finding like a good way. Shows up to practice at a helicopter. Shows up to practice trying to get in a hot air balloon. I'm sorry. Just imagine Antonio. Oh, I can't get over it. This guy, I, I don't respect him, but it is so funny just how stupid he is if I, i'm sorry maybe it is ct i don't know but there's just something wrong with this kid and this guy i don't want to mean to mind him a kid ah. what it wow they just <laughs> that's the stuff that you read in a book that is the stuff that you watch in a movie not the stuff that happens in real ah. i i honestly can't believe this is actually real life that a guy does all that i i i want to read it all i didn't really you know read it all I mean, 
repeatedly posted his personal accolade on social media after losing an important 31 to 28 game against the Saints. I remember that loss. Uh, just going through all the stuff. It just, oh my God, it's, it's, it's hilarious. It really is. It's just sad at the same time to see a talent like that just kind of go to waste. And now we get to the serious stuff. Is Antonio Brown's days with the Oakland Raiders already over? Like Adam Schefter reported it could be. Now, I don't even count out Antonio Brown playing week one. I don't. Because the Raiders are that desperate to the point where they say, sorry, sorry, Antonio Brown lives in the moment. Like, listen, listen, we weren't going to find you. You know, you're a great player. And just make it up to him in some way. And maybe get him out to the play because the Raiders are just so desperate like that. And it's, you know, whatever. But they could, they could, uh, I think it's fine or suspend Antonio Brown and then cut him. All his guaranteed money goes away. So that means Antonio Brown could be in some trouble here. Now, if Antonio Brown, all his guaranteed money goes away. Let's say that. Let's say the Raiders cut him, like, going into week two. Let's say he doesn't play week one because they suspend him for a few games. He comes back, they cut him, like, pretty much right away. All his guaranteed money goes away. So all of a sudden, he's sitting there with money, but how much? To the point where he sits on the... And then, you know, he's such a diva. No team picks him up for the rest of the year. Going into next year, I'd be okay to pick up Antonio Brown. I would. If I was like the Patriots... No, I, I'd love the Patriots to pick up Antonio Brown. Actually, I take that back. I wouldn't love it. I wouldn't take on his contract by any means. I wouldn't trade a pick for him. I wouldn't do any of that. But if he's on waivers and I can negotiate a deal that's one year, four and a half, like five mil, if I could get like a really cheap deal and just say, listen... You need to prove it to us before you give the big deal. And he actually agrees to that because there's no other offers out there. Well, then I definitely do it. And if he's a diva, kick him out. But I think Bill Belichick could whip him into shape. Or at least somewhat. I, I don't know if he could do the complete thing. But at least he could do something. Take a chance on that type of talent. Jeez. Especially if you're the Patriots, Bill Belichick. Really, I would like, like that. But his days with the Raiders could already be over. That is just how sad but funny it is. Like you just This is the stuff that you see in a movie. So, enough with the NFL now. Enough with Antonio Brown, unfortunately. I could ramble on all day. Just Like, you don't know how bad I just want to go read all the stupid stuff he's done. Like, names himself Mr. Big Chest. Who who does that? Um, yeah, and then the ESPN interview. I already read this. This isn't even that funny, but I don't need the game. I don't need to prove nothing to anyone. If they want to, If they want to play, they're going to play by my rules. That is when you know there's something wrong. This guy thinks the world revolves around him. I think CTE could be a possibility. We don't know, but it could be because there's something wrong with this guy. It may be a year out of football, maybe the best for him and his mental self. Because, boy, would I love to see 2012, 2013 Antonio Brown back. Even 2014, 2015. I think 2016, 2017 was really the year they started to turn. I mean, yeah, he had the one instant with uh, Spencer Lanning, but I think that was... Yeah, that, I don't know. It's one little incident. So now we are going to move on to something non-football related, I know, uh, with the Boston Red Sox. So let's get to that. Okay, so the last time we checked up on the Red Sox, about a week ago, right after their series with the Colorado Rockies, I believe we touched up on the Padres series well, those five games. And now I'm going to touch up on their five games right now. Now I wish I could just, do it tomorrow just to do both the full Angel Series and full Twin Series rather than doing the whole Angel Series. I'm not really going to talk about the Angel Series, but you know what I mean. And then, like, two-thirds of the Twin Series. Right now, there it's the end of the fourth. 
Red Sox up one nothing off a Mookie Bet solo shot. But game one, I mean, you started out. Let's just say you beat uh, you beat the Angels seven to six on Friday. Saturday you lost ten to four, and then Sunday you won four to three. It just shows you're inconsistent. You won two out of three, but you really uh pray pray to do more. You know, honestly, against an Angels team like that, you know, very very minimum two and one. So I guess you hit the rock bottom, but then you open to against the Twins, and again, in this Twins-Yankees, you know, over the next week, oh, you did get the day off Monday on Labor Day, and then you've got a seven-game uh, stretch right here with the Twins and Yankees, where you have to go at least five and two, at least, that's the bare minimum, is five and two, and the Twins beat you the first game, then you beat them, and now game three is pending, you have to win this game against the Twins tonight. Because if you go down, all of a sudden, there's no way you're sweeping the Yankees. It's just not going to happen. You're not sweeping the Yankees. To give yourself a shot at going at least 5-2, and two, you have to win tonight. Because if you lose against the Twins, it's not a shot. You sweep the Yankees. It's just not going to happen. You're going to at least lose one game. So, really, to give yourself a realistic shot, you should have sweep the Twins. And let's be honest, them going 5-2 and two against the Twins and the Yankees... Doesn't seem very likely unless they play a really good set, unless they play up to their standards. If they do, then yes, but they're just not. That's just not going to happen. Again, I've already thrown the towel in on this team, but you guys like when I rant on them, okay? So I'll give you a rant Tuesday. Start this big seven-game stretch off. Rick Porcello, this guy that you're paying infinite amount of money, okay? This guy that's supposedly a Cy Young winner a few years ago. You wouldn't think it by the way he's pitched. Going up against Randy Dobnak. An Uber driver. You faced an Uber driver, okay? And although he only pitched one inning, he still outpitched Rick Porcello, and he struck out. He struck out two. He struck out J.D. Martinez, and I think it was Rat. It wasn't Rat. I think it was Betts. I think it was... No, I think you... I think it was... Uh, no, no, never mind. He struck out two, though. I forget who this, the first one was. But he did strike out J.D. Martinez. But let's just say the Twins pitched an Uber driver. This guy was literally, his hobby one year ago was Uber driver. He's got this big mustache. Yeah, you look like they took him off the street. You look like he just hopped out of his car, threw a Twins jersey on and pitched for an inning. And struck out two of your players. Yes. He did walk one, though. And... Nonetheless, I mean, when you started only pitches one inning, like, geez, but you, Rick Porcello got, you know, made a pitch way more innings, but you, he got outpitched by an Uber driver. They pitched it, they had the audacity to pitch an Uber driver against your team. How do you feel about that? How are you going to respond to that? They throw out an Uber driver as the starter, okay? This is must-win baseball. You've got to be locked in. They throw out an Uber driver as the starter. How do you react to that? This guy with the big mustache it looks like he just got out of his car from driving for about eight hours straight because he's a little on the chunkier side. Not really, but a little. And he just struck out J.D. Martinez, who... How much money are you paying him? Oh, right? I know it's one strikeout, but against an Uber driver? You are facing an Uber driver. They had the audacity to do that to you, and you still lost. Big time. Rick Porcello is a joke. Oh, my God. Don't give me... He, he, I'm fed up with him. 
okay, he got off to a cold start. He had a few good starts where he started to really paint the corners, which is what he has to do, and he's been cold ever since. Four innings, eight hits, six earned, uh, eight hits, two walks. It's ten base runners in four innings, six earned runs, five strikeouts. They were hitting bombs on him. They were hitting triples. I mean, it was just, oh, my God. It was like, you got a hit. You, it was like, Oprah, you you get a hit. You get a hit. That is what happens when Rick Porcello goes on the mound. This guy is a disgrace. Okay, I why not only should he be pitching at this point, he shouldn't even be pitching. Never mind, get the money that he's getting. This guy is getting, oh my god, he's getting way too much money. I don't even want to pay him a dime for what he's done this season because he's hurt your team, not helped your team. And you're pitching way too much. And I know you don't have other options because the next option is Ryan Weber. Weber. I don't even know what his name is, okay? Maybe we'll call up the Uber driver next time. Maybe that's what we should do. Instead of Uber, maybe we'll go with the McDonald's uh, employee, whatever the word is. You know, maybe Uber driver versus McDonald's employee, because it doesn't matter anymore. Okay, it doesn't matter. And you made a nice little cute comeback at the end, or at least you tried to. Four runs in the fifth, a run in the eighth. I mean, you really try to rally them together in the pretty much second half of that game. It didn't work, okay? And you lost to an Uber driver, so next time I think we're going to throw it a McDonald's employee. I'll go down to the local. I hate McDonald's too. Oh my god. Ugh. But I'll go down to McDonald's and I'll get I'll get a McDonald's employee because that's we should do that, right? Uber drive. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. You lost to an. U- I don't care that he just pitched one inning. I don't care. Okay, I do not care. But they had the ad- audacity to, and I don't care that. Yeah, he still has some talent ish. Not really. But they had the audacity to put out an Uber driver in must-win games for you, and you still lost. I don't care if it was one inning. They had the audacity to do that. And then last night, you came back 6-2. to two. No, you didn't come back, but um, you came back from the previous night winning 6-2 to two against the Twins in a must-win game because if you lose that game, it's over because, again, you're not sweeping the Yankees and you still have to win a game against the Twins. Forget it. Five in a row against those teams. <laughs> you think the Reds... <laughs> You think the Red Sox are going to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. They're, you know, they at least have to go 5-2. and two, They'll go 2-5. and five. And then to make up for it, to make up for it, uh, they'll sweep the Blue Jays. And then they'll split with the Phillies to make you feel a little better. Go for them. You know, so I kind of make things up, you know? No, that's, that's no. No, 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 no. Stop. Because this, it's over already. But if they want a chance, they... They really got to play really out of their minds, really. Um, but I... Oh, God. I just... The Uber driver. Okay, moving on. I will say the next day, though, you went up against Jose Barrios. He, he's been a good pitcher this year for the Twins. There's no doubt about it. He's had a solid season. And you hit him pretty well. I won't lie. You hit, you hit um, Jose Barrios pretty well last night. Eight hits, uh, three walks in five innings, six earned runs. Not bad. And you, what like like what Mookie Betts did was just what makes me kind of want to keep him because I've said I'm all for trading Mookie Betts because listen, I don't want to pay Betts, make Betts one of the highest paid players in the MLB if he doesn't want to be here. But I reconsidered. I heard this that the Red Sox were offering deals like four years, a hundred mil. Like that's a that's a joke. That's why he doesn't want to be here because those offers were pathetic. From the front office. So now I'm kind of like, this guy's just a, such a good talent. But he had five at-bats. He had four hits. He you know, he had 
back-to-back home runs. First two at-bats against Jose Barrios, pretty good pitcher. Back-to-back home runs on the first pitch. I mean, and then he smoked two uh, singles. And then he ended up um, getting out on his last at-bat. But, like... It's just, it's just like this guy. It's just one of those nights where, you, like, you just see what he can do. And imagine him, plus a like, plus wanting to be there. He'd be even better because I think this season, not only you know, are they a little hungover from last season. I feel like you know he's also kind of like, well, even though it's somewhat of a contract year here. I mean, it's not. He still has one year left on his deal after this. It's somewhat of a, you know, I'm trying to prove something, but it doesn't really feel that way because he knows he can get a big deal somewhere else if he can't get it in Boston. But he's at 289 this season, uh, 75 RBIs, 158 hits, 125 runs. He honestly has had a solid year, but again, at the time as well, like he's heated up of late, but at the time he's nowhere close to an all-star. That was ridiculous. Yeah, you love the league and runs. That's great. That's all he's done. But he's heated up since and, I I, I want to keep bets, but I it's tough because if you get a really good offer for him and he still doesn't really want to be here, then trade him. But if he kind of sits there and says, you know what, I want to be here. It's just I want you guys to kind of show me the same thing with a good tr- contract. And you can't get the offers that you're really looking for, then do it. But here's my problem. You're paying Chris Sale a ton of money, David Price a ton of money. You're paying... Um, Rick Porcello, ton of money, and you still have to address the starting pitching, and you still have to address the bullpen, and you still have to pay Raphael Devers, and you're still going to have to pay Ben Attendee, and you just have a lot of guys you have. Like, if you pay bets, it's going to be tough to, you know, address a lot of those other issues. So that is my take on the Red Sox. That is today's episode. Again, call in on the Anchor mobile app. Uh, download the Anchor mobile app on Google Play uh, or whatever it's called, and then at, or um, – the Apple Store, and type in Anchor Mobile App. Uh, type in after the Buzzer Sports Talk on the Anchor Mobile App. Send in a voice message. If you can't get that app, go on Safari. Type in at af- or just after the Buzzer Sports Talk by Aiden Mayer on Anchor. The link should pop up, and you can send in a voice message that way. We can have a discussion. We can debate. Whatever you want to talk about, you can just get in a take. Whatever you want to do, the lines are free. Hopefully, when we get bigger. Obviously, I used to have callers like Billy and whatnot. He, he just, I don't know what's happened. He's got busy, I guess, but... Uh, I wish, you know, we got that new consistent caller to, uh, again, hopefully one day I get a lot of callers. And I guess for those of you right now, this is the time to uh, to do it because there's no one really else calling in. So, yeah, I'd appreciate a uh, call. And also go follow my Instagram at After the Buzzer Sports Talk, all lowercase, no spaces. Again, that's at After the Buzzer Sports Talk, all lowercase, no spaces for podcast uh, alerts and episodes. Uh, episode alerts because my again my schedule is a little inconsistent and for some uh, cool sports content I post a lot of stuff on there uh, for you guys to check out for you sports fans to check out so again thank you guys for listening and I hope to see you guys next time